the people from this area that there's a high assumption that cattle will always do better in warmer weather than in the cold. Maybe cattle, maybe cattle that are coming from the north, coming south is a bit different, but G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice Podcast with your host, Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it, or just love it, this podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the Farms Vice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Vice and let's get into this episode. Bill Mitchell came up with a couple of prototypes that he used on his own property. And by 2019, the system he created was ready to be launched commercially. That was OptiWay. The start of OptiWay in a few short years has really gone a long way, globally, in fact. And with this series, we're bringing the information a little bit closer to the farmers to see what the different scenarios were. We had adjustment 400Ks away with Emily Perkins. We've had consultants using it on their own enterprise, but also with their clients using it right across the east coast of Australia. How Bill and the team are looking to improve how cattle producers work efficiently, how traders work out in the paddock. Well, not working out in the paddock. They're letting the lick do the job and bring the cattle to the weigh weight system as it is. There's been a really informative episode series with the team at OptiWay and I'm sure you've garnered a lot out of it for one of the best Australian ag tech companies in Australia. Let's get into this episode with Max Laurie. Max, welcome back. Well, welcome to the Farms Vice podcast. Great to have you on the OptiWay series where we're driving data and connecting it to productivity out in the paddock and also in the office, I suppose, for farmers. I um, mean, how it's all happening, you're probably at the customer end of it within OptiWay. How's everything going at the moment? Yeah, thanks for having me, Jack. It's um, it's it's great to um to be a part of it and and having listened to Bill very early on in the piece as one of your early ones. Uh, I actually listened to that podcast before I actually started working for OptiWay, so it's actually quite interesting um to to be working for them now and having seen some of the people I, I previously went to uni with and whatnot as well. It's yep. um nice to be a part of it. So no, glad to be here, mate. Absolutely, and it's a great little loop around for you too to get to listen to Bill and then you end up working there. That's great stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's been fantastic and it's been a fantastic journey getting here, mate. And it's, um, there's, a, there's a lot of joy in working for a startup company uh, that I probably never thought I would have yep. um, and just learning um, learning what, what goes into into a business to, to help create it what it is today and, and to try and develop the sustainability to keep it moving forward too. It's, um, it's fantastic to be a part of. Yeah, certainly. And we're watching from the outside. We get to have a glimpse on the inside as the podcast, but socially on social media and everything, it looks like it's going really well and coming from a farming background that may not have happened without Bill having that experience previously. Um, it's great to see you're on the team. But before we get about into OptiWay, how did you actually get into the role? What was your sort of lead up into it? What's your background? Uh, my my background, mate. I um I grew up I grew up here in Armidale on a uh, beef cattle property on the eastern side of town. Yep. Um, went to school here, uni here, uh, and I studied ag and resource economics here. Um, 
from there, I actually went and did a stint back home on the farm in the drought, like I think a lot of people did. Uh, and and from there, I uh, I was working part time at a uh, rural merchandise store as well. Yeah. And that's actually where I first met Bill was through that merchandise store. And um, uh, we had um, we had people that were in common that um, uh, that. Uh, said that he was looking for someone to fill the role and I actually approached him about it and, and to suss out um, whether they were at that stage they were looking for uh, a graduate and um, so originally I went on part-time three days a week and, and that quickly turned into full-time work um, and yeah signed on full-time in, in March 2021 so that was um, yeah that's how I got to here uh, yeah. Amazing delivering machines right across the country so let's get down to agribusiness now as I like to say um, and lead some data into productivity, which is what farmers ideally want if they're scaling out and buying more farms or something like that. But also there's so many out there looking to optimise what they can do, getting the most out of it as well. But with this series, how has OptiWay, has it been good for you to get a glimpse into it, what the users are actually, how they're using it, what they're wanting to get out of it um, from the outside value probably because it may not always communicate that. I think a lot of the listeners are getting some great value out of it too. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I'm actually, I'm pretty lucky in my role uh, with OptiWay. Uh, I get to speak to clients on a pretty regular basis. And yeah. we're actually really lucky that we, generally speaking across the board, 90% of our customers would be very open with their experience with OptiWay and the value it's giving them. Um, and it's been fantastic for your series to give that insight back to the listeners. Um, but I, yeah, I, I've got to say I'm very lucky on that basis. I'm I'm speaking to some of the leading producers in Australia, and it's um, it's it's fantastic to get an insight into how they find OptiWay is valuing their business. Yeah, hundred percent. And with Bill, we spoke about sort of the early days of going to the early adopters, but it's sort of moved past that, hasn't it? going into yeah, mass market. Yeah, that's right. And and it has moved past that early adopter stage now. And um, it, it's quite fascinating to see um, the thought process that people go through in purchasing one now. And and it's obviously not the same questions as, as early on, as in a lot of the early concerns are, how do we get cattle onto the machine? And that's no longer a question anymore. And we've conquered a lot of those earlier issues in terms of getting animals onto the machines. And we have a consistent attractant that, that we've gone through much development to, to get to that stage that we can send a machine out reliably and, and be guaranteed it will be collecting data for the producer within, within a week. And, and from there, they can start to make their decisions. Yeah, it's amazing. Not all things, the onboarding sort of gives you that data straight out of the paddock as quickly as what that is. But for yourself, from yeah. the customer end of it, what experiences are your customers currently having? Um, maybe the changes from the different locations or different types of customers it is? Well, one of the amazing things, Jack, I think early on is um, it does take quite a, it can take a bit of time for people to learn. Uh, the, the data that is coming through and I guess that's that's partly my role here at OptiWay is is relaying to people in that first month two months um, how to interpret the data and and how to and how to get value out of what you're looking at and the biggest thing that people struggle with initially is the variability in in cattle weights and we were only talking about this again yesterday that 
um, I think there's, there, there is actually a bit of um, limited education in how much cattle weights can vary and, and like cattle's on, cattle on really green feed could be, it could only be 18% dry matter and all of a sudden they could be consuming 50 to 70 kilos of feed a day. And so educating people that cattle do have light days is, is, is quite fascinating. And even for myself, going through and, and having learnt that over the last year and a half, two years, uh, has been really fascinating as well. So uh, the education element is, is quite important to start with, yep. but we're, we're finding some really amazing facts now uh, in regard to uh, heat-related issues, um, and that's not only in northern cattle, it's also in southern cattle, it's just what they're acclimatised to. And also potentially how much is wet weather has been wreaking havoc on livestock too. And, and, and that goes back to nutritional value in the feed and, and also just the animals running around in the mud. Like it's, um, it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see the, those differences. And yeah, like you touched on, we, um, we do have the luxury that we, we are seeing uh, the, the weight gain differences between different areas as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bill came down to Dubbo for a talk and it was interesting the graph that he showed the audience about that when you have a five-day wet period, how the cattle will come back a little bit um, in their weight and what they're gaining each day as well and how that grows. But also, what is that decision off the back of that? Or do you even need to make a decision? It's just, you know, it's a wet day. Um, they're not going to be doing so well. What are the customers' experiences with these type of variability? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a that's a fascinating point, and and a lot of it is like like you said, um, there is there is limited stuff we can sometimes do when it's wet. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's the fact it it all of a sudden gives you the decision that you don't go and and sell your cattle for two months and think they're going to be at a level that they're at when actually you have a spate of rain for a month and their cattle actually obviously haven't met their specifications and. And, and in, in, in the climate we are now, where cattle are still worth what they're worth, it's all of a sudden you can pay for an OptiWay very quickly when, when you're able to take those cattle right up to those weights and take advantage of that opportunity. So, it, um, yeah, and, and look, that's how people are using it in that regard. But um, like you said, sometimes you just got to watch and just watch it plummet and there's not much you can do, but but it still gives you the insight of what's going on in there too. Yeah, certainly. And as our climate is, we can get quite hot, maybe not so much at the moment, but how does that heat, maybe the heat stress on the animals, um, does that come through the same impact as what um, the weight gain is with like a week of wet? I've um, it's it's fascinating you say that. I think, um, in my personal opinion, I think I think heat heat might be heat is probably unidentified as such a big issue that we've never really, never never really had tabs on. Yeah. Um, and I know I know even talking to the people from this area that there's a high assumption that cattle will always do better in warmer weather than in the cold. Maybe cattle, maybe cattle that are coming from the north, coming south, is a bit different. But it, the stress that the animals go under when it um, goes into a hot period, and we even saw cases of this in, in as close as Tamworth last year. Um, you just wouldn't think there would be that heat stress, but it's just the fact that the animals are acclimatised to one area and are moving to another into an environment that they're not used to. 
and 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 then put under undue stress and and therefore yes part of it probably is gut feel they don't eat as much but when it's for a prolonged period you know it's starting to to, to eat into tissue as well so um i, I think it's a i think it's an unidentified area of of, of um of empathic decision making for sure obviously the feedlots are very much on top of it but i think um it's something that's very unexplored uh, in in the empathic sense for sure yeah definitely and all farmers sort of wish that that dream that their livestock would talk back to them about what's wrong what's currently wrong at the moment but this is probably the, the next best thing right for the cattle to be giving you the inclination that that paddock may be getting drier um they need to be moved or something or the vegetation like it's too wet um and they're not getting so much dry matter in there is that right how yeah Exactly, and and it's a really good point. Um, we often say to people that by the time that you see an animal's condition change, it's probably been three weeks, yeah. and you've probably already missed the boat. And and I know in in obviously in times where where feeds a lot tighter, it's maybe not as much of an issue now. But where feeds tighter, and you need to be getting you need to be on the ball with those decisions, with those rotations, or the or added feed, et cetera, whatever you're the lick that you're supplying, et cetera, um, that you do need to be on the ball. And we do see it so often where someone will say, oh, I didn't think those cattle were going backwards, but the OptiWay says they've been, they've been on a backward trend for 10 days yeah. and they're able to react and, 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 and react accordingly. And so obviously we get to see that opportunity as well. So. Yeah, prevention before cure for especially when you're dealing in the tighter markets of contracts, you need to get them to a certain weight. And if you backtrack, you sort of have to start all over again and you're consuming double the amount of feed that you need to keep on to, especially outside of the year where we are, or different for different regions also. Yeah. Uh, but come drought time, that feed is a quality resource that you need to hold on to if you can. Yeah, exactly right. And, and I, um, and and it's it's quite interesting to to see people's prioritising around why they purchase an opti weight. Um, and yeah, and obviously there's it it appear there are there are a few main reasons. And one is pasture productivity, which we're obviously alluding to, and then and then the other is into making sure you're meeting your 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 respective markets appropriately. Um, and and capitalising on that, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And all farms are looking to capitalize, be more productive with what they've got currently. And that may allow them to expand um, for that. And also we've been talking about with a few other episodes about farm success. And this is probably just one of the elements, the tools in their back pocket that can really drive what's going on. But I think something that other listeners out there without OptiWays, they'd be keen to know some customer insights and customer trends. Are they all sort of seeing the same feedback? Um in correlation with their own cattle, however they're sort of dealing with it or what they're using it with? So the, the, uh, there's a good range of um, examples of what people are using. There are some people that are using it for maybe all of the aspects you can get out of an OptiWay, but it would appear the main things are uh, people are using them in rotations to effectively determine what paddocks are performing and not we had a really good example of this recently just west of us. Um, the user was was um, using his OptiWay back through a rotation and every time he got to a particular paddock in the rotation, the cattle's weight dropped off. 
And he actually was able to identify that this paddock, and he had a hunch that was an underperformer, but all of a sudden he had actual data to say these cattle slip when they hit this pasture and whether it's down to uh, fertilising or whatever it was, he's now able to go and make a decision based on it. Um, and then obviously the other examples, a really, a really big one for some of these larger producers that we've got is that they're able to weigh a portion of the mob and they don't have to bring 5,000 head in or whatnot to make the decision about whether they're going to have X number of decks, et cetera. They know how many decks are sitting in the paddock and they're able to pull the cattle in at the time when they need to make that decision and, and, and they're saving themselves X number of dollars in, 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 in weighing, let alone manpower, to get the cattle in. Um, but then again, and then... In smaller in smaller situations, people are getting getting value out of it, using it for multiple reasons as well. And whether that be monitoring average daily gain, uh, monitoring pasture growth, etc., it um it really is so versatile. And I guess I, mean, I guess my role in here is making sure that that people are aware of of how they can utilise their OptiWay and are they getting full value out of it? And some people some people only want to use 25% of a product and others will want to use 100% of a product. So it's being it's being open to that as well. So it's um, just just trying to uh, appropriate it to the end user, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, talking like about management of different paddocks is probably another way of A-B testing. A-B testing is used a lot in marketing. But for ag tech to be able to test this paddock, paddock A and then paddock B, improved pastures versus native pasture, and you're gaining 700 to a kilo more in the improved pastures, well, you're going to tend towards that and make a management decision to improve your natives off the back. If that's what you're doing, you're trading cattle, you want to keep them up as much as you can um, and improve that pasture as well alongside with that. Is that the type of decision that's being made? Yeah, absolutely, and and there are people that have gone and purchased a second OptiWay off the back of that, so that they can identify, so they can actually more effectively identify what is going on, um, because obviously having one weighing device, you can do it, but you can't measure two similar points in time next to each other unless you've got two units. So there are people who have gone and purchased another one off the back of that just because they want to identify different points in the in the um in the operation um and and i guess likewise to compare uh different different lots of cattle as well and that's the other that's the other side of it there there are probably people that are able to make genetic decisions based on that as well between different mobs if they've got them set up that way um so yeah it, it opens up in, in both avenues for sure yeah absolutely and probably within ag tech there's a bit of a hump for farmers graziers, pastures, whatever it may be, to get across that sort of line. But once they purchase it, it's great to know what the sort of onboarding is. Once delivery happens, you're there. What happens um, with the OptiWay and how does it all work between the relationship with you and the end user? Yeah, so so upon delivery, I think, and it's interesting, uh, everyone used to really enjoy the fact that we, we delivered the units um, personally. That, that model since had to change, obviously, with as the business grows, et cetera. Um, and always the biggest concern originally was how, how as an ag tech, it's perceived that an OptiWay is quite hard to set up and get started, et cetera. And 
Everyone's always surprised upon delivery actually how simple it is to get the unit out into the paddock, uh, get it set up facing north, um, set up a session and get it live and get it underway. Um, and so from there, obviously the support then comes in behind that is um, we monitor the units here um, nine to five, I guess, while we're in the office, but really it's 24 hours a day because it's all, it's all coming through. Um, and we're always monitoring them to make sure that they're getting the performance they should be and that whether that ranges from battery life, uh, the load bars, uh, down to the connectivity of it as well. And so if the unit is down for some reason, which obviously some, you always get connectivity issues in regard to satellites and cellular, et cetera. Um, sometimes it's as simple as a restart. It's just a hard restart, the old push on and off. Um, but we obviously, we're monitoring that all here. And the other side of that is that we're monitoring whether um, the weight's coming through a ride or not, et cetera. And, and we really relay with the, with the, with the um, producer early on to make sure that they are confident in what they're getting. Um, and, so, and sometimes it does take them a, a yard weight comparison compared to the OptiWay to, uh, to get that confidence in what they're looking at as well. So it's, um, there is a bit of hand-holding at the start, but it is very much what we're about. Um, and we, we want everyone to have a, a, a positive experience with OptiWay because we know that um, a, a happy customer is a lot more valuable than an unhappy one, and an unhappy one can do a lot of damage. So um, we prefer to we prefer to keep it that way that we're uh, that we're we're doing our we're doing our best effort for everyone that, that does purchase one. Yeah, definitely a bit of a win-win situation for you yourself as an ag tech company, and also the farmer on the back end, the end user of it. You mentioned just before out of curiosity, facing north is that a thing? Yep. They have to yeah, yeah, you got to face it north. You got to face it north because we have solar panel. It's amazing how many people in the early days their the battery runs out and they look and they they ring you up and they go, "Oh, my battery's right. run out. I don't know what's happened." And um, yes, yes, it has a solar panel. It does need to face north or close enough to it. Um, and it's amazing. Some people can really forget that um, it's one of the key elements. But um, yeah, it uh, it can be quite humorous from time to time when you you go out onto a farm visit and you see the unit facing south and it's run out of battery and it just yeah, some 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 people will never learn. But that's okay. No, very good. That's all part of the onboarding. You got to get through these teething issues, especially for farmers coming out with new technology on farm. Um, you're gonna get that in the space. So. You're dealing with it quite well, just as long as you're out there and you face your OptiWay North, you'll be right. Exactly right, Jack. Exactly right. So, Max, it's great to be able to talk about all the customer insights, what they do, but what's the vision for OptiWay? Where's it going to be? And what do you want the customers to get out of the usability and functionality of it? Look, we want, we want to be the market leaders uh, in, in obviously, A, in the in-paddock weighing space, but um, in the information that we're gathering as well. We want to be an, an information hub in regard to the decisions that people are making in the paddock and whether that be based on, uh, based on feed information, uh, on weight information, et cetera, trends in, in data over time. Obviously, we've got a fantastic data set that we're able to analyse and, and the plan is that we want to be that hub for people. Um, we want to be that hub for people that we, they can come to us and we can be a source of knowledge in, in, in that we can identify what's happening in particular areas at particular times of year. And, 
and obviously that to be able to pass that onto onto um, onto the producers, that'd be that'd be fantastic as well. Um, but then obviously while we want to do that as well, we 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 still need our growth in in sales as well, and and obviously that's what keeps that's what keeps us afloat as well. So it's um it's managing all of them at once, um and just trying to establish where 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 we want to be in that regard. But um yeah, I, I think that's very much our, our vision in here for sure. Yeah, certainly an ongoing experience with these episodes. I've said it before, but I always struggle. I want to get how you built the ag tech up, but also what it does for farmers. So it's two like sort of streams where we have to pull together here. But for back to customers again, data, how are they reading the data and how would you like them to read it to get the most out of that data? Because data gets thrown around all the time now. We're probably collecting a lot more, but we want farmers to be able to read it as best as they can to get the most of what sort of objectives they have. They're all different objectives. Yeah, exactly. And it's... um. It, 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 that's an interesting point. And look, we've still got users that have maybe only log into the portal once or twice just to change their sessions. As in, they they get a daily email every day that tells them um, how many animals have weighed, the average in the mob, and and their average daily gain in that time period as well. There are lots of users that are happy with just that information. That's some of the information they want to derive out of it whilst we also have other users that prefer to go in and look into the individual animals and they want to be able to identify maybe how long the tail is is in the cattle. Obviously, we know that there's obviously a, there's a pretty big spread on ADGs, generally speaking, but if there is a positive trend, the majority of the cattle will be going forward. If, for example, the cattle are getting wormy or the feed's going off, all of a sudden the tail starts to extend and people have been making decisions off that as well. So they've been like they've been making the decision when to worm or whatnot based on how large the tail gets. So there have been people that are using it for that example as well. Uh, the biggest thing we've been trying to do is trying to get people to to add other elements to their business um, and 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 to use that for their decision making. Um, and and look, in all honesty, I think it's um it's also just um them them educating themselves a bit as well on on how to interpret some of these graphs as well. It goes a long way. Um, and that's the other thing. That's the other game for us is trying to keep that as simplified as possible so that anyone can interpret it. Because you can make things as complex as you want. But at the end of the day, if the user can't can't interpret it, and and I'm the only one that can, then there's no value in that. So, and then we know that in here, and we've got to remind ourselves that time to time too. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's rung out with Bill coming on the last two times himself about he's just wanting to simplify so the farmer has all the information they they want to be able to read, um, and just making it that user experience the best that it can be for the said farmer going ahead. But Ropti way. How are you measuring your success uh, between that relationship with the farmer and yourself? Um, on a personal level or on a company level? Let's go personal first and we'll top it off with company. Look, for me, it's for me, my satisfaction comes from getting a positive experience, obviously, with the users. And a positive experience is that they can ring me up and they can say, Max today I just 
use the OptiWay and I pulled up the weight distribution chart and it told me I had two decks to take out. I took them to the yards. I had two decks to take out and I put them on a truck and they're gone. And I've done this three times and I'm I'm so happy with how this is performing. They're, they're the sort of conversations I love, but I also love the, the tougher conversations as well where the cattle are, the cattle are pulled up or whatnot. And, and no one likes to think that their cattle are losing weight. And so that's a, that can always be quite a hard conversation. Um, but, but that's where I get my satisfaction, especially in, in the business now, is making sure that the users have that positive experience at the end of it. Um, and, and, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's really driven my, my love for the company um, in, in the past couple of years especially. Yeah, I think that encompasses that outside value of what ag tech can actually bring. You, you receive your weights at your daily times, how many has gone across there, but what other actual decisions can you make off that as a farmer? Um, changing paddocks to being able to know how many decks that you can send off, that can be hugely valuable. You don't want to send a half full truck. Um, come in, weigh them in the yards, and then you've only got half the truck ready to go out. Bit of a waste of cost on transport and everything alike. Um, there's probably that bit of a compounding um, level of the different jobs it enables you to um, improve as well. Yeah, exactly right, Jack. Exactly right. So for ourselves as as non-customers, for farmers out there looking to empathic way and how we can do that, What's the process? Where can we contact yourself? Um, and how does that all work out? Look, um, it's it's pretty simple now. We've um, we've streamlined it really well. Um, head to our website, optiway.com.au. Um, our price of the machines there as well, seventeen and a half grand. Um, all the contacts, etc., you need to receive receive a quote or put an order in are all there. Yep. Um, and then from there, uh, we'll obviously we'll contact you and get in touch, and, and from there you you'll get a you'll get the um, you'll get one of us in house to, to take you through purchasing an OptiWay as well. So um, we obviously obviously as as much as technology is updating and and people like to purchase things without the human contact, we we really value the human contact. So it's not an element of the business we're planning on losing. So. Yeah, definitely. And it's very powerful within agriculture. People rely on it as well. But using OptiWay, what would be your farm's advice that you'd like a listener out there to take away for today? My my big advice would be um, to never think you know everything that's going on out there. Uh, that'd be one of the biggest things I've learned um, is that we have so many tools available now, and not just obviously OptiWay, um, to measure what is actually happening out in the paddock. Um, and too often, uh, users will just go by, go by, and just and just make decisions on the fly. Um, whereas we really now we have concrete, we have concrete data that we're able to make valuable decisions out of, and to improve our productivity. Um, and I, and and that's like and that's like all farms are being run as a business, um, and it really should be the desire to improve that productivity uh, on a continual basis. Um, and that that would be my big takeaway, I believe. Absolutely, a great one to go home with and think about um, as cattle producers, and also maybe sheep producers later on in the period. I'm pretty excited about that one as well. 
Yeah, hey, look, look, hopefully, hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. And uh, there's plenty of people itching to get a hold of one of them. And it'll be fantastic when it does come out to um, to be able to pass on those uh, experiences that the cattle users have had and, and move them on to the, to the sheep producers as well. Definitely. Well, Max, thanks for coming on to the OptiWay series where you actually taking customers' data and leading it into their own productivity and how that's worked out for you. You're in an amazing role and a bit of a leader in the industry, especially for this ag tech going ahead. So thanks for coming on to Farms Wise. No, cheers, Jack. No, thank you very much, mate. And um, yeah, looking forward to hearing the many more that you do after this. This Farms Advice episode does not stop here. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And even join our Facebook group. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag Farms Advice to your mates. If you can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, that will let other farmers find us too. But until then, see you next Tuesday. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Wise podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people today. Mm-hmm.